800 AM and 94.9 FM KINY Juno from the Alaska Airlines Studio. Local first. Now, News of the North. I'm Jordan Lewis, and these are the stories we're following this hour. Juno could be getting a new compost site. The Environmental Protection Agency has prepared an environmental assessment and preliminary finding of no significant impact regarding a proposed CBJ municipal compost site. The report is now available for public review and comment through Tuesday, December 26th. You can see a link to the complete EPA public notice and read their reports and documentation in our article on KINYradio.com. CBJ proposes to develop a municipal compost site, including surface hardening, stormwater management measures, and installation of electricity and water lines at the former Levin Creek gravel pit. The proposed site construction will be funded by a $2.5 million congressional appropriation for capital costs. Prior to receiving the federal funding, CBJ must undergo a formal application process, environmental assessment, and subsequent public comment period. The EPA's EA evaluated potential environmental costs of the project and found no significant impacts to resources as a result of the implementation of either the proposed project or a no-action alternative. The proposed project will be the first step toward increasing community capacity and capability for future solid waste management. With approximately 20 years remaining for Juno's only landfill, increased waste diversion has been identified as a community priority. By constructing a composting site within the footprint of the former gravel pit, the community will have an opportunity to divert significantly more organic waste, which makes up to 22% of the annual waste stream going to the landfill, to extend the landfill's lifespan and convert the organic waste material into usable finished compost. The EPA will consider public and agency comments on potential environmental impacts prior to making its decision regarding the implementation of the proposed project. The preliminary decision and finding will become final after the 30-day comment period if no new significant information is provided to alter their finding. The City and Borough of Juno's Utilities Division will be working on the water system in the Mountainside Estates neighborhood tomorrow. Water will be shut off at 9 a.m. This will eliminate all water flow starting on Craig Street and including everything above Abbey Way. Approximately 100 customers will be affected by the shutoff. The Utilities Division's plan to have the water service restored by 4 p.m. U.S. life expectancy rose last year by more than a year, but still isn't close to what it was before the COVID-19 pandemic. The 2022 rise was mainly due to the waning pandemic, according to the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention Research on Wednesday. But even with the large increase, U.S. life expectancy is only back to 77 years and six months, about what it was two decades ago. AP correspondent Donna Warder reports on U.S. life expectancy. Life expectancy in the U.S. is what it was some 20 years ago. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention says the latest figure for U.S. life expectancy for 2022 was 77 years and six months. That's better than the previous year, but still below pre-pandemic levels. For decades, U.S. life expectancy rose a little nearly every year, but about a decade ago it flattened and even declined a bit, blamed mostly on overdose deaths and suicides. Then the COVID-19 pandemic happened. The measure of American longevity dropped from 78 years 10 months in 2019 to 77 years in 2020 and then 76 years 5 months in 2021. The CDC says life expectancy is going up again, but the U.S. still has lost 20 years of gains. I'm Donna Water. 
And a University of Alaska Fairbanks-led research team has been awarded a $1.9 million federal grant to explore whether seaweeds are absorbing rare earth elements near a rich deposit in southeast Alaska. The study will focus on seaweeds in the waters near Bokan Mountain, a remote landmark on Prince of Wales Island, known to contain certain rare earth elements. Starting in March 2024, researchers will collect and analyze seaweed samples to determine whether significant amounts of metals that have washed into the ocean are being absorbed. The first year of the study will focus on wild stocks of seaweed and the amounts of rare earth elements they collect in their tissues. If the results show promise, a second phase will focus on potential for seaweed farms to gather rare earth elements, including variations among different types of algae and growing conditions. Coming up, the Wells Fargo Foundation and Enterprise Community Partners announced the winners of their 2023 Housing Affordability Ch Breakthrough Challenge, to which Clinton and Haida Regional Housing Authority was one of the six organizations selected. That story when News of the North continues. Welcome back to News of the North. I'm Jazz Garrett. A survivor of the deadly landslide in Wrangell last week says the force of the impact threw her around like a, quote, piece of weightless popcorn. Christina Forschutz was in the upstairs of her home when the slide took out three homes November 20th. Four people were killed and two remain missing, including her husband, Otto. Christina Forschutz survived the night with the help of fleece she found in the debris from her sewing room and was rescued the following morning. She considers the circumstances of her survival to be a miracle and expressed gratitude to the community for their support. The Wells Fargo Foundation and Enterprise Community Partners announced the winners of the 2023 Housing Affordability Breakthrough Challenge, a 20 million nationwide competition to find innovative housing solutions. Clinket and Haida Regional Housing Authority was one of six organizations selected winning a $2 million grant. Jackie Peta, President and CEO of Clinket and Haida Regional Housing Authority, first gives some background on their organization. So Clinkenheider Regional Housing Authority is celebrating its 50th year anniversary this year, and we're really excited about that. The Housing Authority has made a big difference in Southeast Alaska, particularly in the villages where other housing just wasn't really readily made available. And it was created at a time in the country where Indian housing authorities were just getting started. So all the Indian housing authorities are around at that same point, receiving fun federal funds for housing assistance for Native Alaska Natives, American Indians, and now Native Hawaiians are included in the programs. Clinket and Haida Regional Housing Authority began rethinking how to create sustainable housing so they could address the financial needs in rural Alaska and provide low-income tribal citizens access to home ownership on tribal lands. A main goal was to develop financial education and capacity of the participants. Peta says success starts with me so far has been, well, a success. We're really excited. Angoon was one of our first communities. I like to tell that story. We have a group of skilled workers that we actually even take to other communities to sometimes to help us frame a home or something like that. Several of them have gone through our apprenticeship programs. They've worked on their own homes and built their own homes. So they got sweat equity, which also reduced their purchase price of their home. And they went through all the financial education classes and they have a home that's affordable, that's doesn't cost them much more or different than what they were paying for rent. 
They started with communities that were the most economically income challenged, Angoon, Cake, and Quawak. In order to make success starts with me work, Clinkett and Haida partnered with other organizations. It's really critical that we had the partners that we selected, which was, you know, Hayakawa Financial Corporation, which does all the financial education and actually provides the mortgages. And then we have, of course, the tribal governments in the communities that without them, the program wouldn't happen. They're the ones who said this is a high priority. They're the ones who said we want to find a solution. And in some cases, they're the ones who actually even provide the land. And then we also have, of course, the housing authority. She looks at success starts with me from a cultural perspective. A lot of folks have been coming home or wanting to come home to be part of their language programs or their cultural activities, but it's hard for them to live in those small communities when there's no homes there for them to live in. And when they choose to and do live within their communities, they just add another layer of sustainable economic strength in the community. And so I think that that's really important. But we also allow folks that participate in the program to make decisions about their home and how it feels and works for them. If interested in participating in the program, go to regionalhousingauthority.org. Eagle Crest will not be operational on December 2nd and December 3rd. Snow is in the forecast this week, and they are watching all of the forecast models on a daily basis and continue to make snow whenever possible. Even with the new snow, they will need quite a bit more than it's calling for this week. They will look ahead to December 9th as their tentative new opening day, and as soon as conditions allow, they will open up for the season. Now you're up to date with News of the North. I'm Jazz Garrett. For our continuous News of the North updates, visit our website, kinyradio.com.